Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and get started. We'll get you some extra papers um, shortly. I'm really excited. I had a lot more people come to this session than I thought would come. So, yay, thanks. (laughs) All right, so I'll go ahead and get started. And, you know, you're going to have to give me a little grace because being pregnant, like, it's really hard to breathe. And so I run out of breath very fast. So if I sound like, you know, I just did a marathon, talking is just exhausting lately. So we're going to try to get through it. (laughs) All right, so... Um, in case there's anybody here who doesn't know me, again, my name is Amanda Cheely, and um, a little bit about me, I'm a native Floridian, which I find is not as, po- like, not a lot of people are these days. Are you all, have you all, like, been born, how many were born in Florida? Yeah, well, that's pretty decent, actually, that's cool. So I was born in Florida. But I only lived here until I was four. My dad was in the Air Force, and then he got out and was raised mostly in, like, St. Louis, Missouri area. And then, like, my grandparents, they came and visited while we were on vacation uh, when I lived here. And then we moved back to be closer to family up north. My grandparents kept coming and visiting just for their own vacations, and then they moved here. And then my other relatives moved, and then we followed. So now we're all back. But I do love Florida. It's beautiful. Even though we don't really get fall. I miss the, the leaves. And I think it's October, right? It does not feel like October ever. It's like 90 degrees out. It's going to break, she says. Praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, so according to my mom, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was two years old. And um, she says that I really, I didn't start living for the Lord until I was four. I know that sounds crazy, but she swears I changed my heart. And I started like being, I was a stubborn little brat, I guess, till four. And at four years old, I magically changed and was like, wanted to live for Jesus. I don't remember all that, but I believe her. Um, Well, I've been a... in kind of full-time ministry for about 13 years, and uh, I'm one of the worship leaders here at this church, Destin Methodist. Uh, really fun if you ever want to do a beach service really early in the morning, 7:30 every week. We're at Crab Traps, so that's fun. And then, uh, so let's see, I worked at another church for a while, and then I uh, went to Australia for a year. It was really fun. I uh, attended Hillsong International Leadership College for um, worship and. Uh, studying the Bible and all that. (laughs) So that was an amazing experience. I'd love to chat with you about it more in depth another time. Um, But anyway, so came back and I uh, finished the book I'd been writing. Forgot to bring one up, but it's called Shall We Dance? Waiting for Mr. Wright from one single to another. Took me 10, pretty much 10 whole years 
from the idea of getting that book until actually getting it in my hand. So whoever asked the writing a book process, it's a long process, but I, I wasn't real like going after it for until the last few years. But 10 years from start to finish. And then, well, as you know, finally finished the book and then I got my husband, so it's great. Um, but I do want to touch on, I'm not going to speak on it real long because um, how many of you heard my little shall we dance story? Ah, not as many as I thought. Great. Well, you're going to hear it again. Um, but this is my story and I love it. And I, it's just a God thing. And I was actually like preaching to myself, trying to figure out how to talk about stuff. I started crying. So if I start crying, it's just the hormones. It's Charlie. So, okay. So the book, why shall we dance? Um, well, glad you asked. Um, I, uh, so as a teen, I, uh, was asked on a date and yeah, right. It was great. I'm really excited about that. But you know what? When I was uh, thinking about it, I didn't know how to respond. I'm like, I don't know. Never been asked out on a date before. I don't know if I want to date and I don't know if I want to date you. (laughs) Um, but I, uh, I told him, I was like, you know what? It was a, a guy from youth group. And I'm like, let me go and let me pray about it and think about it, and I'll get back to you. So I, uh, I did. I prayed about it. And I, um, I just was thinking, okay, Lord, is it okay if I date? Sounds like fun. And um, I felt like God said, well, why do you want to date? I'm like, well, everybody else is dating. And it's nice to have somebody who wants to dote on me and, and tell me I'm pretty and and take me out and pay for meals, that'd be great, right? And um, I'm like, those are good reasons to date, right? And um, then I felt like he said, well, why, uh, what's the purpose of dating? And I'm like, well, I believe the purpose of dating, besides it just kind of sounds like fun, would be to ultimately get married. And then I felt like God said, are you ready to get married? I'm like, no. Don't, not even close. <laughs> and so I, uh, I felt like I said, well, then maybe you shouldn't date. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to date until I'm ready to get married. What? Yeah, crazy concept. But I didn't. And so I went back to that guy, and he thought I was crazy. I'm like, come on, that's stupid. I'm like, well, it's what I felt like God told me. And I'm not saying he's saying that to everybody, but you know what? It saves a whole lot of heartache when you're not dating people that you're not going to marry. And most likely, you're not going to marry the person you're dating as a teen, you know? Um, I'm glad I didn't date or marry that person. Anyway, long story. So, flash forward a little bit. I'm in my early 20s, and I'm like, got asked out on a date. And I'm like, well, I think I might be ready to get married soon. So, can I date? Yeah, I can date. Let's go on a date. That's fun. And I had my first boyfriend in my early 20s. Yeah, so um, that was fun, and going out and paying for dinners and and seeing movies, and really great. I got somebody who likes me and tells me I'm pretty. That's all I want in life, right? (laughs) And so a few months went by, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, this is fun, but I feel like we're starting to get serious, and we're at the age where we could be getting married someday. And I'm like, 
I need to know, is this the person I should marry now? Because, like, my heart is getting into this. And I, I actually, I shared earlier, I felt like God said before I even started dating, yes, you can date, but guard your heart. Like, guard my heart. How do I do that? Well, I feel like it was like, don't, don't give too much of yourself that you, that you um, put everything in that relationship and that you shouldn't give to somebody who's not going to be your husband. You can share your emotions and you can share your thoughts and, and things like that with them. But you know what? I didn't give him my heart. I just, <coughs> um, I was just careful. And I got to know him, but I, I didn't think of him as this is my future and this is, I need you so much. Like, all I really need is God. And when God has the right person for me, he'll let me know and get me through. And, uh, and let, well, basically, so I was really, once I started dating, I got a little confused because I'm like, I need to know if this is the person I should marry or not because we were getting serious. And so, really didn't know I wanted to hear from God, but sometimes it's hard to hear from God, especially when you're in the middle of situations. Um, so, story. One day, we were going out with a group of our young adult friends, and we went to this place called Pensacola Swing, and they teach swing dancing. They do a $5, and you can do an hour dance lesson, and then dancing until midnight. So that's really fun. We all had a group and went out, and one of the really fun parts about it that I liked was you... Um, didn't just dance with the person he came with, because, you know, some people just came as singles, um, but you got to dance with, like, everybody who was there, and there was probably 100 people or so. Um, not, not, not that I danced with everybody. That would have been exhausting. <laughs> but whoever we wanted and um, different partners. So really cool. Like, one of the guys I remember dancing with, he was, he didn't know the dance at all, and it was really frustrating. I'm like, this isn't working at all. This is no fun. And then another guy we danced with, uh, he... He knew the dance, but it was only this one move. It was called uh, the rock step spin. And so basically, you uh, go side to side, back, and then you spin your partner. And so he would do that, but he would do it over and over and over again. And so it's like, back, side, back, spin, 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 spin. And he just kept doing it over and over, like, oh my gosh, he won't let go, and I'm just getting dizzy. This is not fun. Um, and then there was my current boyfriend at the time. He actually, um, again, he learned the, the one uh, dance they taught us in the lesson. But it was kind of boring because it was just side to side and neck. It was like, oh, this is okay, but it's not really fun. I'm like, and I could just see the wheels in his head spinning. What should I do next? Should I try a dip? Should I spin? And I'm like, well, this is boring. So I tried to do my own. And I'd be like, I'm just going to flare out. I'm just going to spin myself and, and have fun. And, but you know what, what happens? Evidently, when you're dancing, the guy is supposed to lead. <laughs> and, and when I kept trying to take a lead, it didn't really work very well. It was very frustrating for both of us. And we weren't really getting anywhere. Um, that was okay. And then there's this one guy that I got to dance with, and it was so much fun. He, like, you could tell he'd been dancing, like, his entire life. And he uh, knew all the moves, like, because I knew, like, that basic step, he, and he knew how to lead, I was, like, 
dipping and spinning and twirling, and he'd like nudge my wrist this way, and I'd go out, and, and I don't even know how he was doing it, but I'm like, man, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I look good. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. Um, so then, like, you know, we danced till midnight, drove home an hour, and then I crashed. And um, I remember waking up the next morning, and I was just thinking about the fun we had. And I was praying and just like, thanks, God, that was such a fun night. And um, when I was thinking about the night, I feel like the Lord spoke to me and showed me a picture of each of those different guys I got to dance with. And uh, he said, that's a picture of what your marriage can be. The, the first guy, he is someone who doesn't know the dance. Uh, that's somebody who's not a Christian, doesn't believe in Jesus. He's off limits. Just say nay second guy was someone who uh, was, he knew the dance, but he only knew that one move, the rock, step, spin. And basically, I felt like God said, that's a man who's a Christian, he believes, believes in Jesus, but he's struggling in his life, and he just goes around that same mountain over and over, and you know what, he's got a strong lead, and he's going to take you with you, take you with him around that mountain and those issues he's dealing with. And it's going to be a hard life. And then I saw a picture of our, my dancing with my current boyfriend back then. And I felt like God said, you can marry him if you want. Like, okay, great. Done. <laughs> but just like that dance where you are constantly kind of fighting over which way to go and the lead, you will constantly have that struggle in your relationship. Like, he'll be wanting to go one way and you'll be wanting to go another. And you're just not quite in step with each other. Like, hmm. But I felt like God said, if you wait, I have someone in mind for you that will be the perfect fit for you. Matthew, no, John 16, 33, it says, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Um, I think many of us have probably asked, you know, why God? Um, why did this happen in my life? Why do bad things happen on earth? And um, that's a legit question. Um, my, uh, some of you know, my brother, one of my, my younger brother, he passed away um, as a teenager. And I was shocked. I'm like, I never thought anything like that would happen in my family. Like, how could a good God let something happen to me? I love God. We love God. Our family, you know, we tight. We've been on the pews at church since I was a baby. Why would God let something happen to my family like that? And um, I was really, like, not angry at God, but he can take your anger. It's okay. Um, but I was really disappointed. Like, I know, God, that your word says you, you're a healer. Why didn't you heal my brother? Um, and as I prayed, asking that question, I felt like God spoke to me and said, I need you to stop looking for answers and instead search for peace. Because even if you had the answers, it doesn't change the circumstance. But if you search for peace, I can give you the peace that passes all understanding. I can give you the grace to walk through this situation. Um, 
And I can tell you, like, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. But I've never felt the love of God more than in that season, in that time. I know I was, I was wrecked, but I also knew that God is still good. The nature of God is good, and he's for me. And when I asked, like, where were you, God? Why didn't you do something? He's like, I was there, daughter. I loved you. I wept with your family. I didn't want this. This was not my purpose. This is not my intention that we should walk through pain. From the beginning of creation, he didn't want us to have to walk through death and pain and sin. But because, let's blame Adam and Eve, but it's all in our sinful nature. They chose sin, and that brought it into the world. That allowed the enemy to come. And it says in the Bible that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he does here on earth. So we got to walk through a lot of junk in this world that God didn't really want us to. But he overcame the world. And he's enough. Um, so the answer to my why God, I didn't get for years later, but that's it. He told me, we walk through hard things because there's a real enemy but I will get you through, and God can get you through every situation. So, you know, my brother is in heaven. He got ultimate victory. And, you know, that's a harsh reality for, for me to grasp as a teen and stuff. And, and yes, it, it, it's just, it doesn't feel like a lot of comfort in the middle of it, but thank God. He does save and heal. And we get to see my brother again. Um, but that leaves me asking the question, is God enough? If you don't have the things you think you need, will he be enough? Um, and so the place you have to get to is to be able to answer this question of, is he enough? And get to the point where you could say, if God never did another thing for me, he has done enough. And, and that's the, the truth, because God sent his son Jesus so we could be saved. So we don't have to be separated from him forever, but we can have a chance for a relationship. And you know what? That in and of itself has to be enough. If he never does another thing for me, he saved me. He gave me the choice to choose him and be in heaven with him forever. Like, do you get that? And if it was just for you, just for you, he would have done the same thing. He gives us all the option. And it's, and it's almost crazy. It's like, you would do that just for the chance that I would choose you, God? You must really love me. He really loves you. He would have sent Jesus to die just for you. Jesus chose to lay down his life just for the chance that you would choose him and to be in relationship with him. That's enough. But guess what? Back to my main point of getting everything you want. You know what? God is enough, but he also wants to give you the desires of your heart. And he's going, I really believe he wants to do that, but he's not going to do it to your detriment. 
Um, Matthew 7, 11 says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So when you choose him, you're his child. He wants to give you good gifts. He wants to give you those desires of your heart. Um, ask God, and he's going to answer you. And though it might not always look like we want, and it might not be in our timing, I was supposed to be married at 24, have all my kids, you know, by the time I was 30, 30, young 30s. Well, guess what? I didn't get married till I was in my 30s, and I'm going to be 33 having a baby. I was supposed to be done by now. What, God? <laughs> but you know what? It's all so much better than I could have planned. And it's God's timing, not ours. But it's worth it. And so when we put God first priority in our lives, it's not just that he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's that he shifts the desires of your heart. They start lining up with his will. And when your desires line up with his will, then he will bring them into your life. Again, doesn't always look like we think, and it doesn't always come in the timing. Usually doesn't come in our timing. But it's so much better, and it's so worth the wait. Hmm. So another thing I was thinking, how do you know what he's saying to you? Like, when you ask him... Um, one way I think is peace. We talked in a little a little of our panel discussion, I think. The voice of God, it's not this audible almighty Morgan Freeman voice from heaven. But it's that inside, almost your conscious conscience, conscience, conscience kind of. Let your conscience be your guide. No. It's your voice and it's a peace that the Holy Spirit brings. And you can tell the difference between peace and not having peace because you will feel this inside, ugh. Like, tell me, has anyone in here thought about making a decision and just felt like this gut punch of like, ooh, I just know this is not right. Thank you. That would be the example of not having peace. But peace is when you're like, I've got an internal like calm about me. And I know, like, this lines up with the word of God. I feel like this is... This is God. And you know what? If your heart is to please God first, you know, I, for years, I was terrified. What if I miss it? What if I miss God's will for my life? That's a big deal, right? <laughs> and so I just was so afraid of making the wrong decision or missing, you know, a big thing he had for me. Um, but... He, he finally, just a few years ago, spoke to me. And I really felt like he said, if your heart is after my heart, and you, your desire is to please me, then don't you think I'm a big enough God that I can take your misstep and put you back on track? He is. If you want to seek him and you're not sure of the decision to make, and you just pray and give that to God. Say, Lord, I, I don't know if this is you or not, but I think I have peace. And I don't hear you saying no. So I'm going to take this step and, and hope that I'm making the right decision. God will honor that. He wants 
he's, he's big enough that he can curb any mistakes and redirect your path. But, like, I think for me, it was like, even if I missed him, he's a big enough God. He had to just push me back right on track. And um, if you want to put him first, if you, your heart is to please him, then you're going to end up in the right place. I really believe that. Um, and Colossians 3.15, it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And then there's another translation that says, let peace be your umpire. Like, the umpire makes the calls in the game, right? So if you're not sure, go with that internal yes. Or, eh, I don't feel good about it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So, put God first. Hmm. I think when you put God first... When your greatest want is him, then he'll give you that true joy, true happiness, true desires of your heart because they'll line up with his. God loves to bless you. And um, some of the little things won't matter, but he'll, he'll bring them little things that don't matter in the grand scheme of things, he still wants to give you. And so I just, when you trust God, he wants to do above and beyond your wildest dreams. So um, wrapping up, choose every day that you want Jesus to be the most important thing in your life. And, And that's a daily decision you have to make. Um, sometimes we don't always feel like it Um, but never settle for less than his best for you know that he is good his nature is good he is for you and if you each day think today I want to put you first honor him with that and he's going to lead you where you should be One thing I think you need to know, like, not to settle, is understanding who you are. That you're loved, that you're called and chosen by him. That God loves you. I love you. Our leaders here love you. Um, You're beautiful. Created beautifully, inside and out, by the maker of the universe. And... God chose you to be his daughter. I truly believe, like, we have every right to say, I'm a princess, daughter of the king of kings. And I, you can ask any of my friends, I wear a tiara on my birthday just because I want everyone to know. Yes, I'm a princess, and it's my birthday. Treat me like one. (laughs) So, anyway. Um, Know who you are. Be confident in that, that God's called you and that you are beautiful. And I don't care what the standards of the world say. Beauty changes every hundred years or something, what people think is beautiful. But God created you fearfully, wonderfully made, beautiful. Um, Now, this is a heavy, but I wanted to mention, there's really been, like, an increasing number of suicides lately I've seen. And probably most, if not all of you in here, have been affected by it somehow. Um... But I think when people think about 
suicide, they're looking at this temporary problem that can get better, but they're choosing a permanent solution, one that affects so many people and that just stops life in its tracks. And it's so not God's heart, and it breaks my heart. But I think a lot of it stems from people not knowing who they are. So um, I want to make sure you all know who you are, at least have a glimpse of it. Um, The pink note card I passed out, did everybody get a little note card? Raise your hand if you did not get a note card. Where did those extras go? Anybody have the extras? I know there were some other ones. coming your way. Raise your hand if you didn't get one. There's a few in the back. Do we have more? Thank you so much. So with these note cards, um, I'll talk about it first. I think that probably all of us at one time struggle with one of these, if not all three of these things. Um, so the first one is God loves me do you know God loves you I sure hope you do I think that's something we we don't always um, really understand the second one is I love myself and that one's kind of hard because it's like what I shouldn't love myself right that sounds a little bit like I'm kind of prideful or something But you know what? God needs you to love yourself. Um, Like the greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And the next one was, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how am I going to love my neighbor if I don't even love myself? God needs you to love yourself because he created you. And you know, sometimes I feel bad because I would look in the mirror and go, oh my goodness, I just wish I wasn't like this or I looked differently or didn't have this. And And I think as girls, we all like... Most of us look in the mirror and they, we immediately just see our flaws. Um, but you know what? God created us. So if we are sitting here like analyzing ourselves and saying how much we don't like about ourselves, we are basically slapping God in the face and saying, you know what? You didn't do good enough when you made me. Ouch. You know? How, who are we to say God didn't do good enough? Like, I'm sorry, God. You made a good, you made a good girl. I'm pretty. I'm smart. (laughs) You know, like, it's silly, but we have to know that we are enough. He created us. And God doesn't create bad things. You know? Um, uh, The last one is, I am beautiful. Do you know you're beautiful? You're beautiful. Those are things like I've struggled with. Um, don't look through the world's eyes. Look through God's eyes. So God loves you. You need to love yourself. And you are beautiful. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.